I said, why is it that we can't actually have individuals represented like in our truest form? Yeah. You know, we have all these sculptures um, of all these various, you know, Eurocentric individuals in the time of history all over Toronto. Yeah. But why can't we have individuals, you know, that represent black figurative work? Right. Um, why does it have to be a sculpture of a pick? Right. And and which it is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But why can't I see black women as sculptures? Why can't I see black men as sculptures? And 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 so and so forth. This episode is co-sponsored by the University of Toronto's School of Cities, the Department of Geography and Planning, and Glorial. Glorial is dedicated to amplifying and elevating women of color founders and community leaders in business, tech, and beyond. To subscribe to the free newsletter, please visit www.glorial.co. This episode holds a special place in the podcast history. It marks my first video episode. In the following segment, you'll find a sneak peek of my conversation with Destiny Adelacoon, where we dive into her interdisciplinary public art practice, explore the influence of her Nigerian Indian heritage on her work, her upcoming short film, discuss her experiences exhibiting at Nuit Blanche, and learn about her role as a co-founder of the Behind the Art Collective in Scarborough. We also chat about the importance of cities investing in public art and culture and more. BTA um, is Behind the Arts. It's a collective that my partner Lowell and I co-founded in 2021 um it was i feel like we we all kind of had like those pandemic projects and then we kind of like were isolated at home and we were trying to figure out like what are we gonna do when all this comes back together and if it comes back together right because it was like all these different questions but during this time period um we founded co-founded um beyond the arts it is a community arts um collective where we are focused on bringing mental health awareness between immigrant and BIPOC communities, uh, specifically in Scarborough. I am a Scarborough girl, and uh, growing up, I felt that every time we needed to, you know, do anything that was artsy, I needed to go downtown, you know. And I also felt that um, having conversations about being an artist, and you know, even once I. Uh, graduated from high school, it was like this thing where I was like, do I become an artist? Do I go? And, you know, it was between artists and being a lawyer. I don't know, two totally different things. But uh, you know, between the two things that I was really passionate about at that time, and uh, I felt that there needed to be more awareness about being an artist, um, especially coming from an immigrant family household. It's very much so like you need to be a lawyer, teacher, doctor, you know, and so and so forth. Yeah. Um, and when you decided to be an artist, it was kind of frowned upon. Um, it's it, even in my own personal like life and my family is just now that my family members are starting to recognize like, okay, you can make money doing the arts. Like it is uh, a, you know, a good place to be at. But I think that we as immigrants, we give up so much. And when our, fa when our family or our parents, we finally get here. They're like, we're going to make sure that you're set up so that you don't have to struggle as much as we do. Yeah. And we completely get that. But I thought that it was important for us to educate the immigrant population, diaspora, um, BIPOC ind individuals a little bit more about what the importance of arts in the community and creating various arts programming. So our first event was the Behind the Arts Festival, 
Um, it was here at the Thompson uh, Memorial Park, uh, thanks to Toronto Arts Funded. Sorry, thanks to Toronto Arts Council, uh, we were able to get the Animating Parks funding. So that was our first event. Uh, it was a great turnout. We had about 200 people show up, which is not bad for our first one. Yeah. Um, so we had individuals from Scarborough that we had uh, music performances. Uh, we did our first BTA photo mural where we asked the community their experience or with mental health or giving us a one-liner how mental health affects us or our community. And that was really cool because we had so many different individuals um, and it literally looked like a rainbow of individuals from different uh, communities that came by to the photo mural and then uh, to, sorry, to the photo activation. Yeah. And then that mural was showcased at the festival. Mm -hmm. We are also very youth focused. So uh, we did do a couple of youth workshops in the park. And then we did a fall one here at BT, here at um, the Clark Center. That's how I learned about the Clark Center in the first place. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we are very interested in doing future programmings and, you know, collaborating with other partnerships like Scarborough Arts and East End Arts and so on and so forth. Uh, but we are very focused on mental health awareness and debunking that stigma across the communities, especially BIPOC communities. Yeah, I think that's a really important, well, multiple things, strands there, what you said, first of all, that connection between arts and mental health. And then you brought up an interesting point about the like discrepancy between like, the landscape, let's say, of culture, cultural like hubs and cultural activities or like access to like like cultural education it's absolutely across the city and how that influenced you as well that's really interesting and i'm glad you stuck with it and decided to do art because or else i wouldn't be here right <laughs> um yeah so that being said we're sitting here in the clark center for the arts you exhibited a new blanche so you have really good understanding of uh you know what it's like to be kind of like an artist in toronto and all the different levels of how that works and so can you share a bit about like, so some people, you know, when they talk about arts, they think it's frivolous or frivolous. It's just something that it just happens. And a case in point to all the work that you're talking about, all the inspiration and education that you, you've had getting to this point, it's a whole process. And also the impact that it has on the community, um, it, like actually the impact it has on a, a, a city goes beyond just the individual communities. It resonates across the board and there needs to be more room for that. And that's another topic for another time. But um, can you tell me a bit about like, I guess your experience navigating like Toronto's like cultural landscape and what it's like for you as an artist to, yeah. What was it like to do art in a city like this? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's honestly a true honor to be a part of the Toronto cultural arts network. Um, when I decided that I wanted to be an artist, I was actually in New York, um, it was very gallery focused, very, a lot of like gallery hopping, meeting with different artists, curators. And I always felt like it was, I needed a curator in order to be able to showcase my work um, to the larger audience. And when I got to Toronto, I realized that it's very, more so when I moved back to Toronto, uh, I realized that it was very uh, different. You know, it was, there was, I was so fortunate that we have amazing uh, arts councils and funding bodies with, when it comes to City of Toronto driven projects or you know Toronto Arts Council Canada Ontario, uh, and I immediately I felt like I immediately was able to share my vision with them and being an okay writer, uh, I was pretty successful in grant writing, and that is what gave me the platform that I am where I am today. Yeah. 
And um, I believe that, especially being a girl from Scarborough, I felt that in that time period, and I think it still really is, Scarborough is a one-stop shop for most immigrants. And uh, when we come here, you know, we're able to connect to our our, our various different groups. Um, you know, we have our local, you know, grocery shops where we can connect to our cultural foods and things of that nature. So I think that what I'm trying to do is bring that same feeling of nostalgia through my art, even though it's very specific to, you know, my yoga culture and the textiles. But I really aim to allow more so welcome um, Toronto residents to see beyond that, yeah. see how we are interconnected through the mythologies of the Yoruba, through the textiles, right? And I feel that textile or cloth is an indicator of language, you know, is an indicator of culture as well. From when you see a specific, for example, Ankara fabric, you know that it's coming from West Africa. When you see certain types of, you know, uh, Asia or South, no, South, uh, South Asian, um, sorry, East Asian um, designs, or you see the dragons, you know that like it's coming from East um, Asian demographics, so, or sorry, um, geographics, I apologize. So I think that that is what I'm trying to do with my work is utilize, you know, cloth or photography and all these different mediums to connect to the Toronto residents and, you know, nationwide. But I'm really excited about taking my work to the other provinces as well because I know that our people are everywhere yeah so uh, that is something that I'm really excited about working on in the future even showcasing work you know Ontario wide would be really nice because I think when we come here we're just kind of like in Toronto or Montreal or you know Vancouver and that's really about it I don't hear a lot of folks wanting to travel to other areas like you know um, there's also so much rich information and history of the original Black settlers um, in Nova Scotia. So that is what I'm really interested in and bringing that information back to Toronto residents to kind of be like, all right, yes, we can explore, you know, and go back to our roots in terms of going back to Nigeria or India, wherever it is. But there's also a lot of rich history here in Canada. Yeah. And um, how can we learn more about that? How can we make traveling in Canada more accessible? Um, those are some things that I'm really passionate about for future exhibits. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, especially when you're talking about settlers in Nova Scotia and yeah, the, the the kind of black experience across Canada beyond the like kind of major cities that you usually talk about right. is not always as like, yeah, as, as celebrated or, or talked about or understanding the connection between the different communities and the resilience and the strength that came from whatever they're facing and where they are now yeah, is, is important to, to talk about. So I look forward to that. These are exhibition pieces, but um I'm also interested to know from your perspective, why is like public art, especially Toronto, being a place where you have so many public arts, we have Mi Blanche, the whole public arts festival, you see it everywhere you go, oh, we're here in an art center, but yeah, why is public art so important for cities and the communities that they like represent? Yeah, yeah. So whilst exploring black figurative photography, um, I realized that there was not enough of black figurative photography in the world of public art. So with that standpoint is how I had uh, wrote my proposal to Nuit Blanche and was successfully able to showcase Dallas to the Diaspora. Um, and it's interesting because when I reached it to them, I wanted to do it like in If you're eager to visually experience the art and pieces we reference, then head on over to my new YouTube channel. 
There, you'll discover the full video. And while you're there, please don't forget to subscribe for future video content I have underway and sign up for my new newsletter to stay in the loop about upcoming releases in both audio and video formats and have a say in what guests I should interview next.